When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The truth is out there. And here, who knows? But either way, we're opening up the Bloom Files here on Post Show Recaps, an X-Files first watch slash rewatch podcast. (laughs) You hear those sirens? Or is it just a game? (laughs) Dead. (laughs) No. Oh, no. I'm dead. No. Fear has gotten me. Oh, no. Am I your fear? No. Probably like existential a, dread is my yeah, fear. It'd probably be like a giant ladybug. Mm-hmm. I think so. You hear that clinking sound? That ASMR of my late night podcasting cocktail? Yeah, Angela is getting a fix of a cocktail right now. What'd you make? I made a, a botanicals vodka drink with the Kettle One Botanicals peach and orange blossom vodka. We are sponsored by them. We are not. Yeah, that's I, what... Happened to find... I'm owned by them. Oh, boy. We don't drink enough to be owned by a vodka They call a, a me VB, a vodka boy. Uh, we'll have this bottle of vodka for 5,000 years because we don't drink. Does vodka expire? I, I don't think so. It's yeah, like, I think it's fine. It's poison. It's fine. It gets better with age. <laughs> we share a beer sometimes. Much like episodes <laughs> of The X-Files, these two episodes in particular... Yes. Rough. Real timelessness to them, well, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's so funny because it's like we were watching these and the first one I forgot is actually a really good episode of The mm-hmm, X-Files mm-hmm. and then the second one is actually a very bad episode of The X-Files. Yeah, it's like a, like a really good, honestly, one of my favorite ones we've seen so far in X-Cops and then almost like a so bad it's good vibe yeah, and that's in FPS. Totally, and when we were talking about like what we were going to watch, I was like, oh, we have to watch First Person Shooter because it's just like for the David Duchovny tiny Matrix sunglasses alone. That's one of those moments where you're like, this is The X-Files? This is an episode of the X Files right now. This is like a like a nineties like boys wet dream, basically. Yeah, though this I think has to be by far one of the most removed X Files yes. episodes from the Truly. concept of the show. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess it's very similar to like uh, another one that has to do with technology because it's like the game itself has become alive and that in itself is supernatural, but. I don't know. It's tough to watch. It's sort of like the oogie boogie of the internet, right? Like, oh, no, we don't know what computers are capable of. Yeah, so the first episode we're going to talk about is X-Cops. X-Cops. Yeah, which if you don't 
aren't watching with us is an episode of the X-Files that is done in the style of and mirroring the show Cops. Yeah, I mean, it seems like from the frame they give, it seems like an episode of Cops. Yes. And that was the intent because Cops so, is also airing on Fox of at course, this time. Yeah. To the point where they have the, the same theme song. They will occasionally, like when they do their act breaks, right? It's the X-Files logo, but it is over the red and blue of yeah. police sirens. And I guess Vince Gilligan was a huge fan of Cops. <laughs> and, okay. And he pitched this over and over and over again to Chris Carter. Uh-huh. And then as the show was nearing its end, right, season we're, we're seven, seven. Remember, season seven is the proverbial, like, well, I guess this is it, folks. So do whatever you want to do. Yeah. He was like, okay, we'll do it as an experiment. Yeah. So and- it was on like his X-Files <laughs> bucket list exactly um it was shot on videotape which is very fun yeah so uh, to that point do you know did they use like similar camera operators as cops so or anything? it was shot on videotape and featured several members of the crew of cops i don't know if it all was like cops crew but cops yeah crew you do see them in some of the episode um yeah because it's supposed to be a reality show i mean here's the thing it's it's odd to say but i think this episode actually stands up better yeah. nowadays than maybe it would have back then because of the proliferation of the found footage films. Right? That, and I think also the way that reality television is shot, while it's not on videotape, it has that videotape quality. Yeah. And then things like The Office and things mm-hmm. like, which haven't come out yet, is right? I right. mean, the, maybe the British one is out, but nobody knows about yeah. it. Yeah, this, I think, I'm, I'm assuming the this, though, was probably meant to mimic, besides Cops itself, the Blair Witch Project, which I think it only come yeah. out like a couple of years. The or Blair Witch year. Project or, uh, you know, stuff like, um, that's on TV, like, like cops, you know, other mm-hmm. stuff where they're, they're going out and they're. Yeah, but at least the way it came off now was very much like we've seen this movie before, right? The horror yes. film. Yes. That's film like, oh, a camera crew, one unsuspecting night happens upon this thing and it's, they're in over their heads. Yeah. And I guess, uh, the other a- aspect is when you use film, um, it creates more effective scares because it's, it's, um, it's challenging to cut. So yeah, you have to, like, actually do a scare in the moment. And it's also not as cinematic, uh, you know, like, mm-hmm. because, and it's also because the, the monster is largely off screen for this. Like, we yeah. don't, we're not doing We don't even thing. find out what it is ever, yeah, exactly. really. <laughs> but yeah, this is, it's wild that we have, like, the whole disclaimer. They bring mm-hmm. the theme song with Mulder and Scully in it. It's like a fe- Fox fever dream. Um, yeah, it's wild. Um, I think that this episode is super fun as well because it, it, while it does follow Mulder and Scully, there's so many other characters in it that are like a hoot. Um, like this, we open on this, this deputy. Yeah. Right? What's his name? Dupler? Yeah. No. His name is not Dupler. Duncan? I want to say Duncan, but I think it's Keith. Keith. Keith but no, he has a last name. I feel like that'd be Wetzel. Keith. Wetzel. That, uh, like a pretzel. Like, a, do you think maybe his family owns the place? I don't think so, because then he would be a lot richer than the deputy of L.A. County. And would his fear be, like, a pretzel? No. Because he's <laughs> the family. This is also another business. episode that's done in California. Yeah, they, you know what, they might as well just, like, go, they're, they're they going to be well more, like too. Share there. Truly, they probably already have one. Yeah, they're like, well, they're, so we're just going to keep you out there at the L.A. office. You're, you're there basically every week. Yeah, and so I guess that we open up on Wetzel, who is visiting... Okay, Dupler. 
Yeah, who is visiting the home of Mrs. Guerrero, who has reported that there's a monster in the neighborhood. A monster? Uh, yeah, and he's going there, and he's like, we're probably just going to find a dog. This lady's always calling shit in. Like, she's the worst. And um, so he follows whatever creature is there around the corner, but starts running back, screaming to the crew. Yeah, being like, oh, we want to go back in the car. And yeah, so he's like, hop- run, run, run. And they hop back in the car, and the car gets attacked and flipped. Yeah, it's overturned by an unseen force. What do you think about the idea to keep it off screen the entire time, especially considering what it represents? I mean, it's essentially it's a it's a bog art, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a fear monster um, that takes shape of your fears. So you only see it when you when you are thinking of what scares you. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think it's fine to keep it off screen because otherwise then you're forced to create everybody's individual fear. And considering (laughs) that, yes technology has advanced during this time but we'd I have feel to like, do a werewolf like we'd have to do it's too much and if the whole, entire concept of that is it's created out of your imagination yes. it's much better to reside in the viewer's imagination yeah 100 conceptualize something so it's it's a rarity for the x-files but i really like it yeah it's like um in aguamala right like the the up until we saw that mm-hmm. bad cgi water tentacle it was it was a cool idea yeah because you were unsure what was happening that's yeah. very much the blair witch project that's we don't yeah. know what this is um and it's it, we're not seeing it we're just seeing people's fear which is scary well mr pretzel though when you know he eventually gets found out and rescued he does not tell anyone what he saw right because i'm sure he's even in denial he just yeah. says it's those damn gangbangers <laughs> Yeah, not like super PC to say stuff like that anymore. Well, but listen, we are we are far from out of the water of the PCness over the course of this episode. Yeah, rough stuff coming up, but um, I find it all very fun. And, you know, it's like, yes, there are some flaws that wouldn't fly in today's society, but I think that there is a... It's a sign of the times. Yes, and it's a pretty good summary of the times, I would yeah, say. Yeah, just throwing that word around like, oh, it's probably those, you know, those naughty gangbangers. They're the <sighs> ones that flip your car. Yeah, truly. Good stuff. <laughs> so they to, this is when they chance upon Mulder and Scully, right, who are investigating at the time, because I think they said in the past 60 days there have been a bunch of yes. monster sightings in the area. Yeah, monster sightings that, like, the deputy is still like, I don't know what these are. Um, and Mulder outright says, mm-hmm. oh, no, you do. It's a werewolf. Yeah, because <laughs> that's why he's here, because he thinks it's a werewolf. So Mulder has come to investigate what he thinks is a werewolf, and he just happens onto the sheriff's department or whatever department cops is following this week right and i love the meta-ness of uh wetzel says with all due respect what the f are you talking about and they actually believe him like <laughs> yeah it's a TV show. yeah and later on he's like um he some scully says something yeah, to scully- the effect of oh we can't be on tv he just said shit and like and then they bleep her too <laughs> yeah no no you know he says i think it's scully notices the cameras and she's like we can't be on tv and Mulder's like no it's not live he, yeah you know, yeah he, he just he, said he, blah, he blah, just blah. bleep and it bleeps him too <laughs> basically yeah this is typical this is actually a really interesting episode for scully cause, yeah like she's over it she's over it but i think she's more animatedly over it than yeah she has it's been very roll sometimes. your eyes it's very bad blood it's very like yeah but it's comical it's a little yeah like you said it's a little more ott than like what we're usually getting which is like Mulder. i don't want to do this it's like Mulder. what the hell are you doing well yeah and i think that also stems from the fact that like she has no interest in reality television whereas yeah. Mulder's like a little bit like loving the He's attention a little, a little bit of a showman you know, yeah a, a showboat plus he figures that this camera crew was a prime opportunity to be like i can show a werewolf mm. a real yeah that's on true national television that's true um so so they go visit 
the the lady. Oh yeah, they're gonna go to her house and they're gonna add, they're gonna bring a sketch artist with them. Yeah, Randy, Ricky, Ricky. Ricky. Uh, did, did you clock the fun holographic poster that turns from the picture of Jesus into the Last Supper? Yes, yes, I did. But I also didn't. I was like that. Sounds seems right. That does seem right, but it does it also is very nineties. Right? Yeah, so between like training cards and other and collectible. Everything was holographic. LA, everything was that holographic two sided thing, but. The, the plot thickens. Mm-hmm. As- <laughs> yeah, so Ricky does a sketch of whatever Mrs. Guerrero saw. Yeah. And it happens to just be Freddy Krueger. <laughs> right. And so they're just like, okay, this is this is useless. This is stupid. We're following a kook yeah. who thinks she's being haunted by Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Um, the other thing that happens is as Ricky's leaving, he's like afraid of being alone in this dangerous neighborhood. Yep. Um, and then basically we cut to very soon after that, that he's going to be dead too. Right. In the um, meantime, Scully says like, oh yeah, I let Wetzel go because initially Mulder had said, oh, you got bit by a vampire. Look at these bites on your arm. But Scully said that actually the bites were just welts, which yeah. will uh, make a lot of sense in just a little bit. Yes. We'll find out exactly what's been chasing Mr. Pretzel here. Yeah. So Mr. Pretzel is like, didn't see what Mrs. Guerrero saw. He saw something else. And yeah. we'll find that out in a little bit. But poor Ricky. <laughs> Yeah, Ricky did. I forget. Did they say what what killed Ricky? No, the issue is they um, a couple witnessed the incident, but didn't see Ricky's attacker. um, And that's the uh, Stephen Eddy. Edie. Edie, sorry. Um, And Scully basically like finds the fingernail on Mm -hmm. Ricky. But it's I don't think it's shown like what actually tracks yeah, it's, him down it's not as explicit as some of the other because it's time i think it's mostly to show you that he was afraid and then he died yeah yeah just interesting that he had to i think had a more general fear uh but i guess still got him at the end yeah well, we gotta talk about steven ed for a second because uh, oh boy if you want yeah <laughs> if you want the textbook example of how a lot of gay characters were personified in the late 90s and early 2000s look at these two and i'm not sure how much of it they're putting on and how much of it is who they are because i do think that when you look up and now this is me talking about a butthole here but <laughs> curtis c who plays Edie, mm-hmm. is listed as Edie as curtis c so like i wonder if he like was a like a drag queen or somebody who did was part of the lgbt community and like was that way yeah it's really hard to tell because it's because it's very much um the birdcage right yeah much like the the more conservative for like a very i do know that this is like like, and the wildly flamboyant man yeah and both of them are very flamboyant and that's not to say that that's a bad thing at no. all and people exist that are this fun boy right. but they're they're, they're pointing to it and they're going ha 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 that's funny that they're that way yeah which is challenging in well, this and they day also, and the initial joke right it was like oh steve and Edie, the couple and you're like oh wait it's two men it's two gay men oh which yeah like you said like i don't think they're going for necessarily bad stereotypes they're no just, but they're going for the laugh you know it's yeah. like they're using them as gay flamboyant men as something funny to be laughed at and to say, okay, well, they're the silly ones. He's so dramatic. He's so over yeah, the top. Yeah, they're very dramatic. Like the and it's like, th- like singing to the I camera. don't think there would be any problem with these two existing in this universe if they were taken seriously. And that's the thing. I think they definitely stand out because they are more OTT and slapsticky than a lot of these other characters. Yeah, because they're being told to do that. But anyway, 
Um, we could go on and on about the the LGBTQ plus representation in the 90s. We shan't. We shan't. There's documentaries about that. <laughs> yeah. they, they point a finger towards Shantara, the street worker. Yeah, because they identify the long pink fingernail um, mm-hmm. that belongs to her. Um, uh, Shantara herself is a, a little bit of a piece of worker. <laughs> as I think Steve says, she's on the pipe so we don't associate. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that this is another bad representation of sex workers. Like, just mm-hmm. going to point that out. There's a lot going on here that's not great. You know, that she's um, in a, like, that they don't associate with her because yeah. she's a, a prostitute. And also an addict. And also an addict. And she claims that her pimp, Ricky, is the one who attacked her. No, abu- Chuko. Chuko, right, attacked Ricky. Mm-hmm. Um, and because basically what she says is... Yes. He's been, like, chasing... She's afraid of him. Weeks, I'm afraid he's going to wring my neck like a chicken. Yeah, that she keeps saying that. She keeps saying that. But the, yeah, I mean, this is another representation that, like, I don't want to get too far into, but no. the representation of prostitution and sex work in general in the 90s is, like, even the word prostitute is, like, not great. But yeah, it is interesting that they, they also do the fun thing, though, of blurring her face out. Yes. Like the, the yeah, I do like that. Is that everyone else signed an NDA, I suppose, Except for Shantara. For her. Yeah, I guess so. Um, which is fun. That's, like, a nice little because she's not an important character to see her face. Yeah, like, all we know is she has pink hair. I, mean, I don't want to say not important, but she's uh, very, like, short for this earth. <laughs> yeah, because they decide, okay, let's follow this Chuko trail, right? We'll go to this right, crack so den. Maybe Chuko's the one that's been attacking everybody, because he's, you know, he's clearly it's a bad a egg. Mulder's like, I don't think so. Something's going on here, but still, the cops burst into this crack den. So, apparently, during this scene, they actually used real SWAT people. In the raid of the crack I mean, it house, intense and realistic. So. Yeah, so they actually use actual SWAT police men, like because they did a crossover with cops, so they had them on hand, I guess. Wow. But wow, imagine having SWAT people on hand. I do every day, every day, every goddamn day. So pounded by that paparazzi. Nothing is nothing doing except they do find someone like badly wounded. Well, right? so they go into the crack house, and it is a true and utter scene. Yeah. Um. There's somebody like puking, there's a baby, there's like just a whole situation and they go into the bathroom and they find somebody dead on the ground and it is Chuk, what's his name? Was it Chuko? It's Chuko and they said, um, that, I don't really uh, recognize them with like the poultry lighting. No, no, they say it. They definitely say it and, um, they, um, say he's been dead for a couple of days, so it couldn't have been him that killed Ricky. And so when they go outside, dead end here, they find that apparently, according to Mr. Pretzel, uh, the monster was here, he tried to shoot at it, he tried to chase it, but it's gone, but... It's addition, too late for Shantara. Yeah, sure, her, she is dead, and much like she foresaw, her neck was wrung like a chicken. Yeah, it was, like, totally twisted around. And then, so, Mulder is, like, asking what's a, what he saw. He's like, what did you see? What did you see? Because there's nothing here now. Like, there's yeah. nothing here. Can, like, can you please freaking describe to me what you've seen now twice? And he says that he saw, he's like, he's embarrassed to say it, but the wasp man, a yes. monster his older brother told him about when he was a kid. Which is a man who has bee stingers for teeth. I guess I didn't listen to that part. I just imagine a giant bee man. Yeah, which would explain <laughs> like the fly, which would explain the the welts that he has. Yes, on his- clearly. Yeah, he's being stung as part of this. I feel like having bee stingers for teeth is not very conducive to living as a human. <sighs> 
I mean, it's a monster. Yeah, I know. Liquid <laughs> diet for wasps. It's clearly not a realistic monster. And he drinks nectar. Anyway, everyone's like laughing at him because they're like, uh, this is weird. And then another officer finds bullets that physically impacted something. So yeah. they're first doubting Wetzel even saw anything. They're like, right. he was shooting at nothing. But then they go onto the street and they find bullets that clearly hit something. So he saw something. Yeah. And so this is when Mulder starts to come up with this grand unifying theory, right? That mm-hmm. the creature all throughout tonight has preyed on someone who has been afraid. Yeah, and it basically is taking those worst fears and realizing them. And so there still is one piece, though, of vulnerable people that they need to go back and reconnect, which are Steve and Edie. Now, this is a weird one, right? Because, like, we we sort of get an ending with them? Right, so they basically say that the that Mulder says, like, he thinks Steve and Edie might be the the next target. Right, because the, the next victim. They were in the vicinity of Ricky's attack, and they, so they go to the house, and they're in the middle of an argument. So I right. guess, like, the argument they're having is about their relationship. Right, because I think uh, they say, like, oh, he doesn't make love to me anymore. Yeah, it's like a totally, like, ridiculous soap opera fight. Yeah. And so um, his fear is being separated from Steve. That's Edie's fear. Oh, so that was the purpose of that scene was like, we got to get him to reconcile so the monster doesn't come. Yeah, basically, like, because Mulder's like, what are you afraid of? And he's like, I'm afraid he's going to leave me. And basically, like, ignored them because they didn't they weren't showing mortal fear. Like the fears that they had were like um not tangible like you they're like existential fears like so okay. <laughs> so he basically said it ignored them because there was no way for it to use that fear to kill them i guess um, so. i feel like they could have used something more tangible. that's just what Mulder says i don't know if that's like it was just it was a weird thing because if you don't have the implication it's like oh they walk in on a couple arguing and, mm-hmm. and they help settle the argument and that's it yeah and then like Mulder also is telling scully to go do an autopsy on shantara's body because he also has this idea that like maybe it's a contagion yeah he says like oh maybe this is like gonna travel from person to person right and so when scully's doing an autopsy there's this like corner <laughs> with her idiot it's like oh is this might be the hantavirus and scully's like it's not the hantavirus well yeah so she's talking to her and like i guess that they they called in this assistant the coroner's assistant super late at night right it's like three in the morning and Scully says, because it might be a virus, so we need to make sure that it's not. And so that really freaks her out. She starts going into a panic about the hantavirus, right. which, um, after doing some research, is an RNA virus uh, I've never heard of. Oh, you've never heard of hantavirus? I've heard of hantavirus yeah. before. I mean, listen. It, it's it, all about, like rodent urine feces like very black plaguey yeah no i'm well hantavirus usually comes yeah if, if they're like in not well-kept areas yes um it is interesting though that this does sort of draw attention to the fact that one of the rare times where scully isn't like wearing a mask or like well yeah so any, the lady asks her stuff. yeah the lady asks her like why aren't you wearing a mask if we're worried about contagion and scully's just like i don't know like i don't think i am so over she's it. just like i'm not actually worried about contagion and this body is dead like <laughs> yeah this body's neck is broken yeah, this person clearly died with their bro- a neck broken. But the coroner's... Yeah, like five seconds later, this woman breaks out into all of the symptoms of the hantavirus yeah, at once. and it's blood. Yeah, and then she dies. <laughs> yeah, and so Mulder realizes that, oh, she was dying of specifically hantavirus, and it's the fear that kills you. Mm-hmm. And so he's worried about Wetzel. 
Yes, and so we get this like landmark final scene, right? Where mm-hmm. so where are they? So they're going to they went back to the crack house. Okay, I was gonna say it looked like a condemned house, but it's, it went. They went back to like this yeah. crack house, which I guess got cleared out. Yeah, I guess so. And Wetzel's upstairs by himself in a room. They, it's it's really well done here, where you have first it's Wetzel and his camera crew, right? Mm-hmm. And like suddenly they hear a loud banging, and the door closes and locks, and then the camera goes down, like very yeah. Blair Witch, very yeah. well done to build the terror. And this is when you also see the camera people too which is fun and then Mulder and scully eventually make their way into the house and they hear like okay wetzel's upstairs and he's like boarded up in a room like gunfire you hear that you hear like screaming but then all of a sudden the sun rises yeah Mulder tells him not to be afraid like you see his arms have been cut up and yeah all of a sudden the night is over yeah and i think that like this is the part that like bugs us the most about the episode is that there is no like realization of what actually the creature is yeah this happens there, a lot in the there, x-files there's, there's but no, like concrete thing of this is what it does and this is how we solved the, the case it was yeah they didn't so, solve like, the case well, we survived the night <laughs> yeah very hocus pocus <laughs> yeah exactly i mean it's a really interesting idea i feel bad for this community because it seems like this creature is just going to keep feeding every full them. moon yeah oh yeah it was the full moon it was the full moon and that's why that was the whole werewolf yes that's why most thought it was a werewolf yeah um anyway scully ends the episode by just sort of like making fun of Mulder that he's not going to be on TV to expose, you know, his um, paranormal phenomena, like the explanations yeah, of the world. Famous for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and that's it. And that's it. I mean, I thought it was, again, really it's a fun, well fun episode. It's a really fun episode. I like that it takes place over the course of one night. Mm-hmm. It's very much like triangle and that it's not like real time exactly, but it feels very much like a short time frame. As yeah. And it's very one note, episodes. like one and done. Like you don't really need to see um, too much to understand what's going on. I mean, we literally don't see the monsters. So, yeah. yeah. I always I found this episode to be a fun one. Yeah, I really I really enjoy this. I really like the stylistic choice. I think it works really well mm-hmm. uh, for like the, the considering that this is sort of like a horror adjacent show. Yeah, I would say I think it works really well for the horror elements. Again, there's a reason why found footage is such a a big genre for horror yeah. is because you can do things like this. And so I think it was really well done. Yeah, maybe some of the characterizations were stereotypical and not... And challenging in and this challenging, day and age. But I think that they did That's, a good job yeah. of building up a very unique <laughs> villain and doing it in a style yeah. that really built the tension towards the very end. Totally. And I, I think that it's one of the funner episodes that we've seen in a while. But um, that being said... The fun has just begun. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. Go uh, go get some bees or some, I don't know... Honey? Honey, I guess suppose so, with my bee teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to chew into first-person shooter when we come back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. 
Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's go, 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 go. Bang, 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 bang. Ooh, oh, let's talk oh, about no. the episode. <laughs> what was that last bit? That was me and my lingerie. Oh, no. <laughs> and sword. And sword. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about first-person shooter. We finally reached it. Something you have hyped to me since day dot. Which I'm sorry that I did hype it, because it's not a great episode. No, it's very fun, though. Like, it it's is very fun. Much like, it's very sign of the times, as we yes. vocalized in this episode, right? You know, video games were becoming a big thing. And not only that, but violence in video games yes. was becoming a big topic topic especially in the, zeitgeist. in the wake of the columbine shooting right there was this whole yes. argument of are video games too violent are we instilling violence within our children and so it, it makes sense it doesn't make sense but it makes sense if you're doing an episode then i guess this would sort of be something yeah. in the zeitgeist to discuss yeah and so the episode is written by william gibson and tom maddox um and they had also written kill switch oh Oh, interesting. So you, if you had told me that I would not believe you because I yeah. would imagine that it's like, okay, these guys did this. Now we're going to do this. I did not realize they said, let's go back to this. Let's I mean, I think it's supposed to be not even go back to it, but like the, um, successor to it, like very mm-hmm. like in line with the vibe. Um, because they thought that they were motivated to write it because the episode had success. Like, Killswitch had success at the time, um, which we didn't love either. But it's fine. Anyway, video anyway, games. Video games. Virtual reality. Yeah, that's the thing, is that it's sort of a combination video game virtual reality. Like, it takes place within an artificial construct. But we see from this opening scene that these guys are getting decked out in their laser It's like know, tag glorified gear. laser tag, yeah. Yes, because they're wearing... You know, the, the vest and they have these, these laser guns and, and they have these, these visors. Cool, sweet visors. <laughs> yeah, so they can go into this, what seems just like a giant warehouse. Yeah, it's a giant warehouse that's been outfitted to be the environment for this. And, uh, so, and so they go through level yeah. one of the game, right? Which is supposed to be first you gun down like an entire line of people on motorcycles. <laughs> right. And then you run through a hallway with a bunch of people shooting at you. Mm-hmm. And so we see here. What's going to be revealed is like the 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 phony realistic effects of this. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, one of the guys gets shot and like uh, a blood pack explodes, but it's like yellow green blood. Yeah, it's like a paint pack, it's basically not like, like paintball. And what we find out later is that they yes, there's these paint things explode, but a volt of twelve volts yeah. goes through you as yeah. well that basically keeps you down yeah, for the rest of the game. We see this guy sort of like writhing on the ground, like he's been shocked. But yeah, it's supposed to be like, oh, you're really dead because you're yeah. you can't get up. 
Yeah, so he's actually just being electrocuted, which doesn't seem safe. But I, I understand why in the beginning of this episode they want to set up like what the world is, but I still do feel like they spend an, an, an inordinate amount of time in this cold open. Yeah, I think also, here's the thing, they spent a lot of time on special effects in this, a mm-hmm. lot of money. Apparently, Emmy winning. Great. They spent a lot of money. It almost went over budget. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, apparently, uh, according to Spencer, was nominated for three Emmys and won two for sound mixing and visual effects. Uh, okay, and lost I'll take sound that. Editing. Um, yeah, I mean, what was sound edited well in here? The gunshots? <laughs> yeah, they, oh man, those were crisp, crisp gunshots. Uh, yeah, and I mean, here's the issue with this. Uh, this is like, basically when they were writing the episode, William Gibson and and Tom Maddox are writing this and they are basically (laughs) writing this in a way that is just about video games. And Chris Carter was like, okay, but it needs to be an X file. So they had to do a lot of rewrites. Oh, interesting. So they're just writing like a generic video game. So it goes back to my earlier comment of like, this doesn't feel like an X files episode. Yeah, and they also wrote it to prominently feature the lone gunman. So it's like kind of like they're shoehorned in there because he liked them. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, because they're going to be the ones that are sort of the they're the, they're the, the ex- reason they're the reason that Mulder and Scully are there. Yeah, but they're also the expo dump, right? Of like, oh yeah, we love video games. We're investors. We help out with these these programming nerds. Totally. But we should mention before all that happens, this one guy. I guess his name is Retro. Yeah, he ends up meeting. Wait, Repo. Retro? Ret- I think it's retro. I don't remember. Repo. <laughs> Repo man? Because <laughs> I'm going to take your stuff. Uh, so there's this... Hey. These <laughs> are our mysterious villainous vixen. Yeah, basically episode. he's decided that he's going to go to the next level without his comrades. And he goes down into this like basement. Yeah, and he sees Matreya. Matreya. And she basically like... Um, is kills him with a gun yeah she says this is my game and she kills him and so this is and this is why Mulder and scully are brought in is because they have to investigate this murder yeah so basically they're confused as to what happened here this that's the whole episode is figuring out how a game could kill somebody and so they really build up that this is you know the most prestigious secretive yes. video game company in the world yes you have to do an id scan or retina scan yeah and i think that it, even Mulder says at one point like uh you can't even get in the pentagon with all that or like this is yeah. harder to get into than the pentagon and I think also one of the things to note about this is that um, the, while they were filming this, they had like a lot of challenges with budgets and like special effects and all of that. Um, and to keep costs down, the production crew initially borrowed virtual game layouts from video game companies, um, but they couldn't copy those existing designs. So they had to create le- edits of their own and ended up being really costly. So as you can see, I mean, I would say that this is very much so like GoldenEye. Yeah, like <laughs> it very much was. Well, that's interesting, yeah, because I would say one of my one of my main negatives on the episode is, you know, we go through what two levels. I would have loved to see more, but if that's a budgetary thing. Yeah, how can you see more? Yeah. You know, I, I want it to be more like Nick Arcade. Yeah, that would have been fun. Remember that show where you like you were on a green screen but like playing Sonic? Very basic remembrance of that show. Um wasn't my scene. So we, Mulder and Scully walk in on the lone gunmen, right? This is when they, they give their whole thing of like, mm-hmm. hey, it's the late 90s. Video yeah. games are the new American gold rush. Yeah, we're, and we're I mean, he's class. not wrong. There was a real big boom no, at mean, this game, time. Gaming is huge nowadays. Yeah. Um, we should also mention here that they're acting like super hip as well. And that this company is called First Person Shooter, a.k.a. Right. FPS. Right. 
Which is God? That's terrible. It's not good. It's, it's not like, it's good. The name of like what well, would you name a what would you name a fake video company? It would be called like first person shooter. But you know what? The guy who owns it sucks. So <laughs> it's like, it, it just doesn't make sense for yeah a video game company to be so specific. A, a, no, yeah. it's, it's named to be a genre of video game. It'd be like okay, what's your movie studio called? Oh, it's called comedy. It's like yeah, exactly. Like it's Blizzard video games is like one of the biggest ones out there. Yeah, they they're not called Diablo. Yeah, or they're not called like uh, they're not called in, like online role playing game. Yeah, exactly. Like, very on the nose. They're like, I oh, just call it like first person shooter or something. Yeah. Um. Some other casting notes before we really oh, dive yeah, in here. Me, take, take me into these nerds. Well, the nerds aren't really that important, but they did need to do a ton of stunt work casting for this. So oh, yeah, considering what Matreya does. So Matreya is actually so that's another interesting one. Matreya, they did a ton of casting work on. They looked into every possible avenue, including strippers, adult video entertainment Ooh, ladies. Oh my god. Um exotic dancers. Ooh, who are the people doing that research? <laughs> I don't know, but they settled on a American comedian. Her name is Krista Allen. Um she was on Days of Our Lives. Mm-hmm. Baywatch, um, Hawaii, and erotic TV series. You know, whatever. You know, the real um, but she was in a bunch of stuff. She was in like the, you know, like um, a Charm, Smallville, mm-hmm. Married with Children, like a ton of TV shows. Um, and she was in Anger Management with Adam Sandler and George Clooney's directorial debut in Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Oh wow! Um, so she's been in a lot of stuff. She's not Has just she been a, in any video games. <laughs> I don't think so, but. Um, they cast her and they were like, oh, she's too wholesome. Um, <laughs> but, um, they bumped her up a little bit with, I guess, Jojane, you know, to make Wait, her. She's supposed to look like a femme fatale, I suppose. Yeah, she's supposed to be Lara Croft Tomb Raider meets, um, meets like Kate porn Beckins- star. Yeah, or like Kate Beckinsale from <laughs> Underworld, right? Like, the yeah. ass woman in, in her black and, leather. Yeah, her and Lara Croft meets a porn star is mm-hmm. what she's supposed to be. So I anyway. Mean, literally, we'll find out that it's based on. She did a great job. I mean, looking at her, like, like picture i wouldn't guess that she was this character so um but she also was um somebody who they had to hire a a professional gymnast to do scenes for so there was a gymnast that that portrayed her she does the flips over and over again yes and then 14 stuntmen were hired to ride kawasaki motorcycles and fire gas-powered machine guns that's wild so yeah lots went into this (laughs) so the whole reason why Mulder and scully are brought in is because these guys were i think like play testing the game that Mm -hmm. was supposed to launch friday Obviously, they don't want to do it if there's blood on their hands. So they have to check out what whatever caused this accident. Right. So they, the guy's like, we need to do it stat. So I guess... Yeah, there's this little, like, goatee, you know, douche that's like, we gotta get this out now. We've been right. this for years. Well, because his investors are ready to ship the game. Yeah. And he'll, like, lose everything if it doesn't ship, basically. Yeah, so who cares who's murdered? Yeah, he doesn't care. Um, but anyway, they're going to... Um, do an autopsy, right? Yeah, well, there's uh, there's some, a couple of weird lines here where Mulder says, if I were you guys, I'd check my pants for cake. I didn't get that either. <laughs> I think, like, cake your pants is another term for pooping your pants, but it's just so, A, an odd euphemism, and B, to phrase it that way yeah. is so strange. Uh, there's also, I think Scully mentions, right, like, oh, you do this for book buku points. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. I don't think I've ever heard the term Buku actually used. I don't think Scully says that. I think one of the lone gunmen say that. Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, but they're also, this is the part where right in the beginning they're shown um, a video from the game where they see Matreya. Yes, they find Matreya and they basically say like, uh, 
And Mulder's like, oh, I think that's actually the murder suspect. They're like, what are you talking about? She's not real. (laughs) Yeah. And so, first of all, they don't know how she got there. They don't know what she is, but she's clearly in a video game. But Mulder prints it out and he gives it to the detective and he says, putting out an APB for this. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're going to bring in this wonder kind (laughs) of... Daryl Musashi. Daryl Musashi. Apparently... As you, you said while we were watching, like, Twitch before Twitch, yes. essentially. The boy wonder of virtual mayhem, I think, is what Langley He's says. He's a computer hacker. Um, but who, also, like, a video game savant. Yeah, like a video game savant, like, whatever. He enters the building just, like, it, with a vibe. Like, yeah, like, as, <laughs> as a basic celebrity. Um, and basically, Musashi's going to get to the same point Retro Guy did. And Matreya cuts off his hands with a sword. Yeah, she has a totally different look, and she basically takes a Japanese sword and kills him. And we actually see like him with cut off hands, which yeah. is wild. Or a medieval sword, I should say. Yeah. She's dressed as a Japanese swordsman. Yeah, and so she, I mean, listen, he doesn't have to live without hands for very long, because he doesn't live for very long. Yeah, and then she just kills him. Um, There's a really also fun lampshading moment where Scully's like, all right, I'll have to go do an autopsy. Like, well, yeah. you don't even have to tell me. I know what my role in these episodes are. Yeah, and this is also where later, I think she's doing the autopsy, yeah. and they bring, they wheel him in. Yeah. Like, and he's like, so she's doing the autopsy on the first guy, and they wheel, and she's basically, like, doing the autopsy, and she's like, um, supposed, like, entry wound, gunshot, and then she's like, redo it. She's like, I don't know what killed this yeah. guy. And it's really funny because she really is at the end of her rope of there is no feasible explanation beyond all realms of reality yeah. as to why this is happening. So she has to revise everything she says in the autopsy yeah. and say, I really don't know what happened here. Exactly. And so while she's doing that, this guy's wheeled in, basically. Um, Mulder's going to get a call, though, mm-hmm. because the sheriff's department has found a woman. Similar to the printout, and she's being picked up. And it's ready for all the cops to be broy horn dogs at her. I hated this scene so much. It's this was like the worst. So bad. This is like the worst representation of male gaze I've seen in a long they time. They literally do the thing where like the guy bites down on his knuckle to be like, oh, she's so hot. Yeah, and so when Mulder's entering the interrogation room, he like turns back to the guys and does that, and they all go, yeah. But like, nobody does that in real life. Oh, not anymore. Maybe they did back no, then. No, nobody ever did that in the human in, the, in human existence. No one has ever actually done that. Like these uh, guys were one step rough. away from their eyes popping out of their heads and wolf whistling. I you think know? this is the. I don't want to say the main issue I have with first person shooter, but one of the big ones is that it's meant to be this big conversation about females existing in a testosterone driven male environment and what they do to cope and how they do to get ahead and all of these things that are really just sort of tacked on there when like that could be the episode in a really cool way that could be the episode we could learn more about phoebe we can learn more Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. like what makes scully similar to phoebe but no it's all about a stripper named jade blue afterglow and how big her tits are yeah jba uh jba jade blue afterglow sounds like i don't know the name of an aftershave or something (laughs) yeah it doesn't sound good it's not i mean it's not a great stripper name but jade is like the one of the most common names you would think for like a a fake name that you would use in like a environment like that. What year did Basic Instinct come out? Nineteen ninety two. Because they make a reference here, right? They do. They have 
JBA like crossing her legs a la Sharon Stone to yes uh, <laughs> presumably flash us if there if this wasn't you know rated a certain way right and so she does that she's very sexual here she's just like she's sitting like, oh, there I, did I got hired to go get a body scan done I don't know why window. she took her jacket off when she came in but she took her jacket off when she came in and she picks it up on her way out so like was she just trying to show off some skin maybe she was trying to be like Dick Van Dyke trying to yeah hang up your jacket but yeah she. Jacketless reveals that she was like, paid by a medical imaging facility to scan her body. Yeah, which we'll find out later was essentially like done for Phoebe. Yeah, and that Phoebe did this because she was like trying to create a character that could be everything that she wanted to be. So meanwhile, the nerds are testing on the lone gunmen and they get sucked into the game. Yeah, so the lone gunmen are trapped inside FPS. Um, with somebody trying to kill them. Wait, so is the game called FPS? Yes, the you? game is first-person shooter. And but the, the com- company is also called first-person shooter. I think the issue is that it's not just a video game company. It's a virtual reality company. So, like, the game is going to ship out its first-person shooter, but that's the whole thing. There's nothing more than that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you'll be able to sell that, considering that nobody has the amount of room that this, that this, this company has. Totally. So maybe you can play it on a screen, but you can also come to this facility and do it. Yeah, that, that's like, rent out your place. You they know? Prob- no, that's probably the have case. birthday parties That's there. what those people were doing there. Retro. You think that's what they were doing? Mm-hmm. I thought they were more so like, no, they were like paying. Extra part of the company. No, I think they were paying. Um, so Mulder... To get their yayas out. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the other thing, too, right? Mulder and Scully sort of have that conversation of video games causes violence. Yes. No, it's just a way to, like, get out repressed emotions. Yeah. So Mulder is going to go into the game, and <sighs> Jesus Christ. You lost your shit when you saw that. I mean, it's the sunglasses, right? It's, yeah. It's the, it's the Neo-esque small yeah and at first i i didn't remember that they were sunglasses i thought he was just wearing the visor like everyone else but there's like really no reason for him to be wearing sunglasses especially indoors yeah especially when his vision should not be that limited yeah like unless there's some reason that he needs to protect his eyes but nope don't see that so Mulder is able to he's also uh uh sleeveless by the way Oh, yes, he does have... He has, he has uh, his guns out. Yeah, he has his guns out with the full gear. Like, he wants... David Duchovny wanted to go full Rambo. Yeah. We know this. Yes. Uh, so, he's able to do that. He's able to save the lone gunman, make his way to Matreya. Who is now dressed as a ninja. And suddenly, Matreya transports them away, and suddenly, like, everything fades, right? They're within uh, the, the, the Mike TV section of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Everything's white again. And Mulder and Matreya are gone, gone. Yeah, like, they're not there. They find the gun, and they're nowhere to be found. So, we're now at this. So, this is level two, right? This is level two. And it's the Wild West. Yeah. Level two is the Wild West. So, they go into the game. We're we're basically transported into the game as if we're watching from the outside. Yeah, and so Mulder is trying to face down with Matreya, who does a series of redonkulous flips yeah she does some crazy flips she's also dressed in the most ridiculous yeah. like and they horny do the, cowgirl way and they do such a the stupid effect right where he like shoots at her and she they just speed up the footage to make so it seem she like multiplies she's going and yeah. she multiplies too oh they do oh that's terrible i forgot about that yeah. one, right where there's five of her yeah i didn't love that either so this is where scully finds out the true culprit the creator of yes. betraya is as you mentioned phoebe aka the girl programmer <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like her she's great um is she someone famous I, she looks really she looks like um what's her face from the be in apartment 23 oh Kristen ritter she looks like Kristen ritter i don't think she like obviously isn't Kristen ritter see. but i don't Con- know oh constant zimmer that's uh oh yeah lady from um from unreal right? yeah 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 it is good that's so funny i didn't even realize she's so young here um but yeah i think she does a great job here because 
but I wish that they had given her more. I think this is a really, like you said, great thematic note, right? She says she chokes on a haze of rampant testosterone, mm-hmm. and like this was a way for her to kind of channel her rage, and it was only meant to be for her. Yeah, until- let's see her succeed, but instead we see douchey guy at the end, like, taking her work, yeah, basically. Or, or just see more of her yeah. at the end, you know, like, ma- and make this more of a moment between her and Scully, because yeah. like, Scully basically just has a line where she says, oh, no, I get it. She's but, like, same. But they Moving on. But, yeah, let's they go save our boys. Yeah, they don't talk about it at all. Uh, meanwhile, Mulder's vitals are wiggy, as, <laughs> as Yeah, so the said. thing about these these suits are that they can track your vitals, which seems highly unlikely in this day and age, yeah. but um, this is pre iWatch, so, you know, maybe. So, Scully now has to go in and save Mulder. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know why they think her. I guess she had probably is the best marksman out of all well, of them. Well, so I think what they're, this is not explained at all, but I think what Phoebe tells Scully is that Matreya is all about girl power Mm. and that in order she's going after all of these guys and killing them and that's like her mo Mm -hmm. so she thinks if scully goes into the game maybe like she'll be okay because she's a woman that's interesting that's like what i think they're trying to get at obviously you want to go with the boom boom pew pew but if it was a way for her to come in and like not reason with matreya but maybe focus on that more yeah just have some sort of conflict with her where matreya like stands down because it's a woman like no but she shoots at her yeah something happens nothing happens and while it's a fun excuse for jillian anderson to like go a little commando Basically, now she transforms into a tank, right, and starts yes. firing at them, which is one of the one of the ways they use CGI in this. Uh, yeah, not so in they, a great way. So basically, up on the you know the the level, they're debating basically whether or not they should kill the game, right? Because there's one way to stop it. They they can't stop the game. That's what's yeah. happening. Because if they stop the game, they're worried that molding scholar will won't be there. But they basically like they can kill the game and it'll erase the entire program. Um, and so they hope that Mulder and Scully will be brought back. Yeah. So it's, but you know, they're saying, no, like my investments, look at all this hard work. Yeah. And so this guy, Ivan, goatee guy, um, is like, no, don't do it, Phoebe. Don't do it, Phoebe. And the fact that Phoebe even has a moment of hesitation here is like bonkers yeah, to like, me. Oh, no, you know what? We'll let two people. Again, die this would have been a name. great point for her to stand up and girl power it, but she doesn't. Yeah. I mean, she does. She gives the kill command. It's wild but, to me that they're like, you know what? Should we kill two FBI agents? Right. To <laughs> right. Survive? And Byers and all of them are like, no, no, we need it. We need it. They're going to die. And so he gets the kill command and he um, destroys Matreya along with the game. Um, and they're super worried that Mulder and Scully are dead because they go out onto the game floor and there's, they're not there. They're not there. But I guess they made their way back into this like pseudo airlock yeah the like um yeah whatever like the holding cell yeah and Mulder just quips that's entertainment yeah um and then we get a, like an <laughs> Armageddon-esque moment of them right they're all walking in slow-mo and Mulder's out. like narrating yes yeah, saying like wow do we really have an unquenchable bloodlust and that's the reason why we find solace in video games yeah and it's like so stupid but we pan back to the control room and that guy's sitting there like crying basically and the computers activate and we see matreya um so but she has scully's face now so what's the implication of this that the game still got released i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) what's the sequel to this um i always thought of it as like um I, I don't know why she has Scully's face all of I a guess sudden. It was, well, I guess it was just like maybe she like glommed onto the last strong uh, female she saw. Maybe. And I guess Ivan sees Matreya as a way f- that his game is still alive. Like that something still exists that right. he can ship out. 
I guess it, that's it, my it, only what thought. What eeks to me of is you know the end dot 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 question mark. Totally, I, that's why I'm saying like there is no explanation. Nobody knows. Nobody said anything. I didn't do any research to the fact that like what happens. No idea. What a ridiculous episode of television. <sighs> a lot of guns too. A Not a big of, fan of guns. It's just truly ridiculous in so many ways, and I love it as a time capsule of them thinking like this is what yeah. video games and virtual reality looks like in the near future. Yeah, and I think also I mean. It's fun because it is, in a way, very nostalgic for us because it's yeah. like, just take a, a nice little stab at, you know, video games is like kind of a hoot in this day and age. Yeah. But I can't imagine. I mean, I remember watching this and like whatever in it, but I cannot imagine watching this at the time and being anything other than bored. But <laughs> um that's me. Or being like, look at this so this great social commentary. Yeah. Video games are the devil's play thing. Um, there is a funny quote that um, I, I saw in the Wikipedia article, which is um, his name is Cyrenac Lamar from IO9, which is like a... Oh, yeah. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, called Matreya, quote, one of the ten most ridiculous X-Files monsters. Um, <gasps> and I think she's probably up there at the top five for me. Wow. She's pretty bad. I mean, she's like... To talk about somebody like being created for a purpose and not being used for that I mean, purpose. Quite literally, yes. yeah, like just rough stuff. But um, is she is she your spook for that episode? Yeah, I think so because I think the fact that like she, I would say she's not really spooky, but she's definitely like the one that causes the most angst in me. I might have to go with Horn Dog Cops because I think they just represent just everything sucky about the episode. Uh, fist biting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, wooga. Yeah. Uh, what about anything from X-Cops? Who's... Who, uh, should, does it, like, by default, the, the off-screen monster? No. I'm gonna say... Um, the fingernail. The the singular <laughs> fingernail. Every second week in a row, I do an inanimate object. Just keep, you know, eventually they'll beauty and the beast themselves yeah. and, and come to life. I'm gonna I'm gonna count the monster. That's yeah, probably more likely than monster. All right, so we are moving on from two very weird, very different Ooh. episodes to season seven, episode fifteen, enemy. You just got that before we hopped on here, by the way. Yeah. By the way, everyone. Exactly. In season seven, episode seventeen. All, all things. What? Well, you. What? You literally squeed when I read that. All things is my one of my favorite episodes of all time, written by the one and only Jillian Anderson. Oh, 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 really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so what can you tell me about these two episodes? Um. Okay. So, enemy is an arc episode. Okay. Um. Basically, there's a boy with cancer. He's not surviving. And so, um, they, uh, whatever they do, it's a to do with the cigarette smoking man and cancer as it relates to aliens. Okay. Um, and then all things, all lowercase, um, is about oh, a, that's, a, that's like a EE coming style. Yeah. Um, it's all about fate and coincidence and a former flame of Scully's. Ooh, okay. Well, we it seems like it's been a while, but I feel like we finally get like a Scully centric. Oh, it is all Scully. Molly, Mold, Molly, Mulder's barely in it, but um, it's Scully for sure. All right, and it is delightful. I'm excited to get into it. We'll see how much more squeeing takes place next week as we cover episode 15 and 17 of season seven. If you have any thoughts, of course, bloomfilesofposhowrecaps.com, xfilesofposhowrecaps.com. Tweet at us at Ange Pelagi, at a Mike Bloom type, and at 
post-show recaps and check out all the other great stuff going on on post-show recaps as well. Lots of new stuff starting up as as long as, you know, new seasons of old shows are starting up and post-show recaps has you covered as well as the X-Files. We'll be back next week covering those two episodes, Enemy and All Things. Special thanks to Corey B for his fantastic theme song. We'll talk to you all next week. Until then, case closed. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.